Yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of the Inferno Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Blaze Inferno. If you're new to this show, hello, and thanks for coming by. And if you're a returning listener, welcome to 2022. We got a good one here for you today, man. You know, it's the first episode of the new year, man, of 2022. Um, We're going to keep the ball rolling just like we did in 2021. We're coming even stronger. Today, I'm recording this podcast January 9th. So a day before releases, man, you know what I mean? And today, I have no co-host with me. Today is going to be a, I guess, I've been kind of talking about it for a while, but if you're new to the show, you wouldn't know that. Um, this is going to be a review episode. So we're not really going to be talking about any gaming news today. Um, I kind of made a, a fake promise to people back in... Um, 2021 and I apologize that I was going to be doing video game reviews um and just because of my busy schedule um, with Twitch and what I already do with the podcast it's just kind of hard to do YouTube videos and do all that production and shit like that so yeah we're just gonna do it all in one episode man we're just gonna talk it up um I'm gonna keep all the PSVR2 news and shit like that to the next episode episode 25 which will have my co-host E Knight and Rambo and all them on it. Um, but today we're just going to be talking about the games that I played in 2021. Um, I'm gonna do a thorough review of the games that I played. You know what I mean, these are my reviews. These are my feelings. Um, I kind of just jotted things down. So um, excuse me if I'm like running all around. Uh, my notes are very specific to the way that I think. Um, so when I say certain things. Um, just, just know that when I'm saying it, I'm saying it to activate a thought in my brain. You know what I mean? So my notes are kind of worded weird. But yeah, like I said, we're going to keep all of the you know news that's been coming out. Because there's been a lot of gaming news, um, I think, within the last week or two. Um, and we're just going to keep that um, to the next episode, which will be episode 25, which will be releasing uh, the 24th of this month. Um but it's just me today, and like I said, we're going to do these reviews, we're going to run through it. It shouldn't be too long of an episode, um, but yeah, we're going to get into these video game reviews. I got pros and cons for everything. Um, I'm going to kind of spend uh, a, a certain amount of time with different games. There's some games that I've, I've played, I haven't beat, that I'll just kind of you know, walk over real fast, give you a thumbs up, thumbs down kind of opinion. Um, but let's get into it, man. Let's not waste any time with this, you know what I mean? Oh, before I get into it, my fault, my fault, my fault. Very unprofessional of me. My name is Blaze Inferno, like I said. You can find my links down below. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at BlazeXInferno. Um, also, follow me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash BlazeXInferno, where I stream four to five days a week. I play a variety of games. Um, First-person shooters, RPGs, I play it all, man, and I'm... I, every once in a while, just like last night, you know I mean, I'm just waking up from it. Um, we throw little Discord parties where we try to get all of our communities, all the streamers, communities. I, I play with a variety of streamers. Um, we try to get all of our communities together in one place, and we just kind of vibe out and play games and have a good time. Um, so if that sounds like your type of thing, also join the Infernal Discord. That link will also be down below. And also remember that you can listen to this podcast on every major platform available, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, 
everything. You know what I mean? So you don't have to just watch it where you're watching it or listening to it where you're listening to it. You, it's everywhere, man. We everywhere. We, we global with this shit. You know what I mean? But let's get into it, man. I don't want to waste any more time. The first video game review I got because I think it's the literal first game I played this year. And if I miss anything, I'm going to be pissed. But I went through a list and I'm pretty sure these are just all the games I played this year. So let's get it. The first game I remember playing this game was, this year was Monster Hunter Rise, and I played that on the Switch. I don't know if it's on the PC yet, so this is a Switch-only um, review. Um, so I got three pros and two cons. Um, I didn't really expect too much of this game. It's my first mo real Monster Hunter experience. I got this game off the strength of a couple friends, um, and I was playing this game right before I started streaming and shit like that. Um, so, okay. There's a lot to do. I like that. I like a game with a lot of content. There's definitely, this game has a lot of content to it. Um, it's very standard. I mean, I feel like Monster Hunter is a, a notable franchise. I just never got into it. You basically just hunt little monsters and bigger monsters, and they're just, the bigger monsters is just basically the whole point of the level. Um, they're like big-ass boss fights. They kind of... Just run you all around the map and you can do different things like lure them in with, you know, different meats and stuff like that. Things like that. I, I really do enjoy the way the game kind of fleshes itself out. Especially with this game. People say this is the best Monster Hunter game because you have like the uh, the wire bugs that allow you to just kind of move around the map um, a little bit more. So it just kind of takes what a lot of people like from Monster Hunter World and just... Added some new shit to it, which I just started playing Monster Hunter World maybe like five months ago, and I really enjoy that. Um, but I do believe that Rise is the better game. So, yeah. It's got four-player co-op, online um, co-op. Um, I played the majority of this game with friends. I feel like that is the best way to play it. Um, the boss fights are a, a lot harder when you play with four people. So, it's just... it. it, it doesn't take away from the overall difficulty, which is something I like. So if you do these hunts solo, um, it is still just as difficult as if you were doing it with four people. You know, main boss just has a lot more health. Um, and the game is just fun with four people, man. I mean, it's like, I feel like I learned a lot through my 40 hours that I put into this game. I feel like I stopped around the 40 hour mark and I never went back to this game. But I plan on doing it once the DLC drops. Um, and I might even stream it. So just stay tuned for that. Follow me at twitch.tv slash BlazeXInferno. Shameless plug. You know what I mean? Um, extensive and fleshed out combat. When you need to think before attacking. I really do enjoy that. Um, there's a lot of mechanics there. Um, you have to kind of sharpen your blade before you go on to attack an enemy for, you know, maximum damage input. There's multiple different weapons that you can use from uh, dual swords to like a like a like a gun cannon to a great sword to like a big ass katana um there's just a variety sword and shield there's a variety of weapons i really do like um how they all are different um and it just kind of to me i i, I enjoy that even though i played the whole game with one specific weapon um, and I, I don't, I forget what it was. It was like a heavy sword. So it was like a katana type thing. But I like really enjoyed that. Um, the combat is very fleshed out, um, in, in my opinion. And I do like, um, 
the the importance of hunting in this game. You know what I mean? You're a monster hunter. You know what I mean? You hunt these monsters to get parts from these monsters to just kind of upgrade your character, your armor, your weapon to become stronger, to do harder missions and hunt bigger monsters and do, you know, higher ranked missions. I really do enjoy um, the overall repetitiveness of the game, but that goes into my cons. It, the game can be a little too repetitive. You kind of... You kind of need to do some of these boss fights over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. You kind of farm some of these monsters. So it does kind of get um, too egregious with the, the repetitiveness sometimes. But some people like that about Monster World. I mean, Monster Hunter. Um, I definitely do enjoy it. But sometimes it's just like I feel like I'm looking for that one specific monster part. So it's like I, I'm doing the same monster hunt over and over again for like an hour or so. Some of these, you know, hunts can be a little long. Um, but again, it's it's not really too much of a con. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy repetitiveness sometimes in video games. Um, but it definitely can be repetitive. So if that's not your type of thing, monster hunter might not be type, your type of thing. Um, and the combat can be kind of old school. That's my only other con. It's very old school. There's no, like, lock on. So you don't lock on and attack the the, the enemy. Um, you kind of just swing in a general direction. Um, and hope that you fucking hit what you're trying to hit. Um, there's no block button to what I remember. I haven't played the game in so long. There's a roll option. So you just kind of roll out the way. You have to manage stamina kind of, like, on some, like... Um, I'm trying to think of a game where you manage stamina. Um, I guess like a Dark Souls. It's not difficult like Dark Souls, so don't think I'm saying any of that bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, and one other um, con that I can say before we wrap this review up for this specific game is I do believe like this game is not very um, newbie friendly. Um, there's just a lot. Like this game, if you're new to it, just throws a lot of important text at you so it's like instead of doing these things i feel like you're doing a lot of reading so it's like you'll drop down in the world and it just hits you with walls of text that you absolutely need to pay attention to and remember because not at that specific point but later on in your you know future hunts you know you'll have to do these things and it just it just it, it it's very it's not very newbie friendly i was happy that i had a lot of friends who were very versed in Monster Hunter that kind of guided me through. Um, if I had questions on things, they kind of helped me out with it, gave it to me in layman's terms. But yeah, I, I let a friend of mine play this game um, after I was done with it, and she immediately put it down because it just, it's not very newbie friendly, and I understand that. Um, they definitely have to do their tutorials a little better, especially for this game. I, I feel like I'm, in Monster Hunter World, it's a little better. Um, but it's slower. Um, what would I rate this game if I had to give it a score right now from a scale of 1 to 10? I'd give it a solid 7. I think the game is just, it it, it offers um, exactly what it needs to give you. Um, for a $60 price tag, I do think I got my money's worth, 40 hours worth of gameplay. That's not too bad. Um, and it's just fun, and I, I feel like there's more bosses that came out and again there's another dlc so 
I may have to go back and explore that game and kind of just, you know, see if my opinion changes on certain things. But let's get into my next review, you know what I mean? Which would be, hold on, let me take a sip of this water, y'all. You know I mean? It's just me today, so um, I'm going to be doing a lot of talking. Um, my next review is kind of like a, it's it's going to be clear-cut, dry, um, Mass Effect Trilogy. Um, I literally got two pros. Um, it's Mass Effect. I mean, that's the first pro. Um, if you're asking me what I think, Mass Effect is one of the best um, RPG action shooter franchises of all time, in my opinion. I really love Mass Effect. Um, and it was just great to play through the new games um, in 4K. Yeah, I mean, on my PS5, um, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and you get all three D games and all three, uh, all the DLC spread across those games. So for those that never played the DLC for Mass Effect 2 or 3, it's all there. Um, and another pro, which I didn't write the fuck down, was they literally remastered Mass Effect 1 the most. So they kind of gave it that Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3 treatment um, from what I remember. I have not played um, the Mass Effect trilogy since it came out. I literally was just binging that fucking game, um, all three games at that. Um, but yeah, they really redid Mass Effect 1 and gave it like that 2010, um, 2012 treatment because the game did come out like what, 2007 and it was kind of janky back then. Um, they kind of fixed a lot of those issues, the jankiness um, with the combat. Um, so, yeah, Mass Effect Trilogy. I mean, I, I don't know why anybody would. It's Mass Effect, dog. I, I think you. Sh I think if you haven't bought the trilogy yet, you're tripping. If you never played Mass Effect before, it is literally the best place to start. Um, I think it's on sale right now for like $30, $40, which is Dog, that is, I paid $60 again for this game. You know what I mean, you know, all three Mass Effect games um, remastered in 4K, um, at least on the newer machines in PC. Um, it still looked very good on PS4. Uh, I bought this on the high tail of me buying a PS5, so I did um, experience it on both. On PS4 and PS5 and it looked good on PS4 too so it's like I said if you've never played Mass Effect before what the fuck are you doing go out go buy this trilogy go have fun stay away from Andromeda we're getting Mass Effect 4 so just yeah Andromeda's not I we're gonna save that for another time if you watch the show you know you already know Rambo goes in on fucking Mass Effect Andromeda every time we bring up Mass Effect. Shout out to my boy Rambo. But yeah, um, what would I rate this trilogy? Um, without being like too, I guess egregious, I give it like a almost like a solid ten because it's it's Mass Effect, dog. Mass Effect is one of my favorite series of all time, and I just feel like the trilogy is just very good. You get all the DLC in all three games. Like you cannot be mad with that. Um, but realistically, um, because Mass Effect Three kind of fucking sucks. Um, if I had to rate the entire package as one, I still give it like a 9.5 or a 10, man. It's a definite must buy. Go out and buy if you haven't already. Go play Mass Effect. What the fuck are you doing, man? 
What the fuck are you doing, man? All right? So that brings us into our next game that I played this year, um, which started my streaming journey, which kind of started all of this. Um, the first game I ever streamed on Twitch was Resident Evil Village. Um, I'm a diehard Resident Evil fan. Um, I bought this game day one. You got the steel book, everything. I fucking love Resident Evil. Um, I Resident Evil 7 was okay, um, but I kind of went in this game with a different mindset just because um, my first pro, I got one, two, three, four, five, six pros and two cons. So you already know how I feel about this game. So first pro is that this game has the, I worded it wrong, it has that old Resident Evil 4 vibe and a new skin. So basically it takes the Resident Evil 7 shit with the the first person and kind of just gives it like that Resident Evil 4 vibe. This, this game is essentially Resident Evil 4 again. You're in a village like you are in um, Resident Evil 4. Um, there's of it's just everything feels like Resident, like Resident Evil 4 and it's not a bad thing you have the attache case again um, so you got to kind of manage where you put items and stuff and what you carry and stuff like that um, you have like the, the vendor that sells you stuff that just pulls up all over the map um, just Resident Evil 4 is like the GOAT video game in my top 5 favorite games of all time I fucking love Resident Evil 4 so um this game was just a, a, a no-brainer for me in, in that regard. Um, the game is very spooky. That's my second pro um, spooky game. I was kind of scared for a lot of this game. The um, the ambiance, definitely the the production. Like I, like I said with Resident Evil 7, I always say Resident Evil 7. Whoever was the sound engineer behind Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil Village... They definitely need a fucking raise, dog. Like, that man needs to do movie direction, everything like that. Because the the sound design of this game is outstanding. It scares the shit out of you. Um, especially in Village, but I remember, like, the wind chimes or just the overall sound of the just nothingness around you. It's definitely spooky, definitely scary. Especially later on in the game when you're just in different environments, like a factory or something or the woods, or just, I'm without spoiling too much, when you're in the fucking dollhouse, like, it's just, everything is perfect spooky-wise with this game, I absolutely fucking loved it, I was scared out of my fucking mind the whole time I was playing this game, um, so, kudos to that, the game is pretty long, um, I think it took me about, um, 11 hours to beat, which, a lot of people sit there and say, oh, that's not long, but, Resident Evil games are all about literally repetitiveness, playing them over and over and over and over and over and over, getting the infinite guns, all that. So um, there's there's a lot to do in that regard. Um, I do want to go back and do a new game plus of my playthrough, um, but I just haven't had the time. I may stream it um, because I did stream this game when I literally first started streaming, but I got so into it and I wanted to play it off stream so bad that I was like, okay. I'm going to just do a new game plus sometime later on um, on stream. You know what I mean? But as of right now, um, we'll probably push that into sometime, maybe March, April, 
uh, May territory. Um, if you want to follow me over at twitch.tv slash Inferno, you already know what it is. Um, what else? The boss fights. The boss fights are pretty fun. The bosses themselves are pretty fucking good. You already know we got um, Big Titty Vampire Lady, you know what I mean? Um, which we were all simped out by um, because she's... That, that's probably a con I should add in, and I'll say that at, at my, in my con section. Um, but the boss fights are pretty fun. Um, the game overall is just pretty fucking good, as you can tell. Even moves faster, it's another pro um of mine um i didn't like the way resident evil 7 felt because it was inherently a vr game so ethan didn't move too fast and it's just i didn't play that game in vr but it just made me mad how like slow ethan moved um when you're trying to run away from enemies it just felt like you weren't running fast enough and it's just like the 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 the, the camera movement was just too slow like to turn around and stuff like it's just combat wise like resident evil 7 was not enjoyable but i'm glad to report resident evil village ethan moves a lot faster um because it's not a vr game they don't want to make anybody sick i get it um the camera movement is very fluid very fast ethan's kind of just an overall badass in this game um the shooting feels a lot more comfortable um Ethan can block and then push people the fuck away. Hit them with like a little kick. I like that. Um, so the movement is very, very fluid. They brought back Mercenaries mode, which is another pro of mine. Um, I'm a big Mercenaries guy. I've played the shit out of Resident Evil 4 and 5 Mercenaries mode. I think for Resident Evil 5, Mercenaries mode is literally what carries that fucking game. I love Mercenaries mode. I love that fucking game. Um, that game mode. Um, I'm glad to see it back in, in 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 Village. It's not exactly the same, but it's not bad. It's it's okay. It's better like that raid mode shit they were trying to do in like I think that was like Resident Evil Six Revelations and all that. I, I enjoy this way better. All right. And um, my last pro is it's an excellent story up until the end. All right. Um. Without spoiling, because these all these reviews are going to be spoiler-free. Because um, I want you guys to inherently play these games if you haven't played them already on your own. Um, the story is very good up until the end. Um, I, I, I had a great time the whole 10 hours, the 11 hours, 12 hours. I forget how long it took me to beat the game the whole time playing it. But that leads me to my first con, which that ending, dog. The ending is so fucking bad man i did not enjoy it i thought um they sequel bait all right you already know this resident evil 9 is coming out they sequel bait to all hell and it's just not like a good type of sequel bait um and without spoiling at the ending um it just overall was not that good it was just kind of like a the why what the fuck is going on type of ending um but i feel like I feel like all Resident Evil games are like that. Like, the ending is just very so-so. I feel like Resident Evil 1, 2, 4 are very blissful, if that's the word. Where, like, every other Resident Evil game is just kind of cringy at the end and just, I don't know, unenjoyable, I guess the word is. Um, and then my second con is 
The enemy counters and the jump scares can be kind of predictable at times. Um, it's very, very few times that I felt like the jump scares kind of got me. Like, oh shit, like you got me. Um, and the ones that did get me, they got the shit out of me. But a lot of them are very predictable. Um, I don't think that's like too bad of a thing. Um, but it definitely is a con when you can kind of predict that, okay there's something wrong with this area i feel like you know when i start moving things around or i start solving the puzzle in the area here comes the enemies um it's very predictable um my overall review for this game um i'm gonna give it a solid nine out of ten i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten only because um i, I feel like the ending kind of takes away from what it is again this is a fully um single player game so when you're trying to just focus on the, the raw campaign or the raw story of the game, the ending definitely, or at least the ending part of the game kind of takes away from everything. Um, but it's not a bad ending. I feel like um, there's a part in the ending where everything just starts to click. Because again, Village is essentially an origin story of how everything happens. But it also like retcon shit. Because Resident Evil 5 was essentially an origin story if you paid attention and if you played that game. You know that Resident Evil 5 kind of lets you know, okay, this is where the virus came from. And this game is like, no, this person found the virus and did this and it was actually this and it wasn't that. It's just, it, it retcons some things and, and kind of... Oh, you didn't you didn't know from this part and this this very particular part in this game. It's just, I, I I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. So um, I think like a nine point two, maybe like a nine point five nine. It's it's not a bad game. It's definitely a pickup. Go buy it. Sixty dollars. I do recommend you go pick it up at full price. Um, it's on sale right now, I believe. So more incentive to you. Save some money if you haven't played it yet. If you're into that type of thing, it's a very good game. And I think you can get both Resident Evil 7 and 8 bundled together. And I think it's like $40 right now. So I do recommend, I do recommend, highly recommend um, you go and buy this game. Um, I'm jumping over with my reviews a little bit. Um, I'm going to go back and forward. I'm going forward all the way to September with this next game, Deathloop. Um, Deathloop is a game that, I didn't know what the fuck it was until the reviews came out. I was like, oh shit, you know, because it, 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 it marketed itself very wrong. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what kind of hurt itself. Um, it kind of like marketed itself as like a, a Dark Souls-esque type game where it was just kind of like you, you, you die and die again. It's very difficult. There's like a rhythm to it. Um, but that is entirely not the case. And when I saw the reviews, I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. I need to play it. Um, so I played it. I bought it um, day one. Um, so I got four pros and four cons. All right. And the cons are kind of, I'm nitpicky with video games. If you haven't noticed by by this point, I'm very nitpicky. Um, so let's get into it. Um, the first pro, it's not really a pro, but it's a pro for me because um, it was made by the guys who made Dishonored, so the gameplay is very similar. I love Dishonored. Dishonored is in my top 10 favorite games of all time. The first game um, is very good. Um, so it was, it was, it, 
I had to buy this game off the strength of Arcane Studios doing it. Um, I don't think they've ever taken an L. Maybe that last Dishonored game, I don't know. That game wasn't that bad. It just wasn't that good. So, um, the gameplay is very similar. My second pro is it's an open-level sandbox. You can approach objectives the way you want to a certain extent. And I'll get into that. But I do enjoy just the same thing Dishonored did very well where it's like, I've probably beat Dishonored 10 different times in every playthrough for it being a very linear game. Um, there's a thousand different ways to kind of attack objectives depending on what abilities you use, what guns you have um, in this game. Um, I had a lot of fun um, just kind of exploring these, these different areas because there's four areas that you can go to throughout the, um, the entire game of Deathloop. Um, and it was just fun to kind of explore, especially in the later parts of the, the game where you kind of know the loop, you know what you have to do. So it's like you're, you're a boss fight that took you maybe like 10, 15 minutes to figure out is taking you like two seconds because you know how to just instantly kill the boss. You know what I mean? Or, you know, the code to get to the back, their back door and just walk in there and stab them. Like it's, I think that's where the game kind of shines is like the loop there's like a loop where it's just like you're going through these four areas and you're doing it over and over again because you have a morning uh noon an evening and a night um type thing i think it's four or is it three it might be three i don't know it might be just morning um noon and evening but it may be four i don't remember i haven't played the game in a while um but i do and remember enjoying that because the the whole point and this is another pro of mine of the game is you have to kill these eight visionaries in one cycle that's how you end the game you have to kill these eight visionaries these eight people who are spread across four different parts of the map which every time you travel to another area um the time goes forward so you have four time periods and four areas so the goal of the the overall goal of the game is to try to kill them all in one loop and pr preferably get them all in the same area. And once you kind of like figure that out, it's like, oh shit, like this game is kind of fucking genius. It's it's kind of fucking genius. Like once it all clicks, like what type of game this is, it's like, oh shit. Like again, I thought there was like a Dark Souls-esque game. So that's why I kind of just backed away like that's uh, not my type of thing but once you figure out that it's literally just a puzzle a big ass puzzle of you trying to kill these eight visionaries in one loop and like i said it's it they're all spread out at one point but you can do specific things to make this guy go to this guy's party and this guy go to this person or this person just straight up kill themselves it's just i think that's where the genius of this game comes into play because again it did not market itself very well um and and that was one of my pros right there is that it's just when it all comes together it's like oh my fucking god like this is this is genius you know what i mean when you're just like because the game doesn't tell you what to do it's all about information it's all about gathering information going to an area um getting codes the doors and stuff like that picking up notes remembering it because when the loop resets, you remember all that information. You retain all that information. 
Um, there's a way, an ability, which you don't even have to earn later on in the game. I don't, at least I don't think you have to earn, where you can just keep your guns and your abilities too for each loop. So the game progressively gets easier because you have all of your gear, you have all of your abilities, and it's just it's it's very um it's very interesting and I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Once I found out what the loop was, I was like, oh, this is fucking, this is fucking awesome, man. Um, and, and that's all my pros right there. Uh, my cons right there is um, the hype. I told you I was nitpicky. Um, I feel like the hype for this game, it's just like, it, it, people were trying to like make this game seem like it was like game of the year. It is genius. It is something refreshing, but um. It definitely wasn't game of the year material, especially with a lot of these games that came out this year. There was a lot of excellence that came out in 2021. Um, I do think this is a runner-up um, behind what is my favorite game of this year, which would be Resident Evil Village. I thought that was like the best game of 2021, um, but that's my opinion. Um, I just think Deathloop was just, it just was not it. Um, for the other three reasons that I have, the combat was janky, especially on PS5. Like it just, everything felt very fucking stiff. Um, and, and you just felt like you just, the enemies hit the shit out you, bro. Like you were just getting shot and it was just, they were just doing too much damage. It was like, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Do, the, does it want you to be a stealth game or, um, a all guns blazing game? Cause you can do both. You can sneak around and not kill a soul and or and just stab people in the fucking back. Or you can just, from the beginning of the level, just run in there, shoot everybody. Um, but I feel like the shooting is just kind of fucking discouraged, man. Because it's like later in the game when you become more powerful, I guess you could say, um, that definitely takes away um, from the combat for me. I just, I, I was like, all right, I want to get this loop done as fast as possible. So I'm going to run in there and shoot everybody. And you find out you just... You just get obliterated by all these fucking enemies and these jank-ass controls. Um, again, I don't know what it's like on PC, but on PS5, janky's fuck. I don't even know if it's out on PC yet. I don't know. I played on PS5, so I really don't give a fuck. My PC doesn't come till next week. Yeah, I mean, your boy got a PC finally. Gang, 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 gang. Um, my third... Excuse me. My third um, con is my fault. I had a fucking brain fart for a minute. My third con is the Julia, the Juliana PVP. I love it and I hate it. I love it because the Juliana encounters can be two things. You can be a badass like me and play the game always online or just offline, which offline... Juliana is controlled um, AI-wise, so she's a lot easier to deal with. She still hits the shit out you and is strong as fuck um, and stuff like that. But when you're playing against a player-controlled Juliana, it's like, it just fucks your whole loop up, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, the sweat just starts dropping from, from your fucking forehead because Juliana is just vicious, dog. She's strong. She comes in with some some... OP abilities, um, and her ob objective is to kill you, so if you die three times in a loop, in a single area, the loop resets, and 
if a Juliana comes in and it's player controlled, you're going to die those three times. Or you're going to die very fucking close. And if you didn't get fucking destroyed by a random landmine that you couldn't fucking see. Um, which again, why I say the combat is kind of jank. Because you just kind of run in these landmines that instantly kill you. You know what I mean? And the Juliana seems to just throw them all over the place. She has an ability where she can disguise herself as an, um, a regular enemy. So you don't know it's her unless you just pay attention to the movements. Um, she could just be very difficult and just kind of fuck up the gameplay for you. At a certain point, I just got tired of being raided by fucking Julianas that I just turned it off completely and just did it offline. I know that makes me a bitch, whatever. I don't care. You know what I mean? Hate me, love me, whatever. I just thought it got annoying after a while. It's a cool, unique um, mechanic that I know like games like Dark Souls and other games have where it's just like, Another player can come in and just wreak havoc on what you're doing. But I do not enjoy that shit. I'm trying to... I'm already trying to figure out this fucking loop. And here this motherfucker comes with these overpowered weapons and shit. But I do enjoy it at the same time. Because when you do kill Juliana... Um, she doesn't appear anymore through the entire loop. Um, you get some really good abilities. Um, some some power-ups for those abilities. Um, it's pretty dope. But it does tend to get annoying. Um, and the story does kind of get boring after a while. Once you kind of figure out the, ah, uh, of the story, it just, I, I couldn't care for it anymore. I mean, I was like, all right, this is just okay at this point. Like I said, I feel like reviews and certain other outlets kind of overhype this game. It is a very good game, but it is not that good of a game. Um, if I had to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10... I give it like an 8, a solid 8 out of 10. It's not a bad game. It's not a fucking 10 out of 10 masterpiece like people are making it out to be. It's just okay. And if you're saying it's a 10 out of 10, you're kind of fucking lying to yourself because I feel like I didn't even beat the game. I put it down because other games came out and I just do not have time with everything I'm doing. Um, but I do want to go back to it on my free time and play it. Um, but I just felt like, I just felt like, ah, uh, like I, I just, ah, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Eight out of 10. That's how I feel about Deathloop. Um, pick it up. Um, I don't know what it's priced on PS5. I believe it was $70. I might be wrong. Um, I do not believe you should buy it for $70. I know it's on sale a lot recently. So if you could pick it up for like 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Um, PC maybe might be worth the full price. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm jumping all over the place with these reviews, like I said, because we're going to review another game that I didn't beat yet because it's so fucking long and I don't have time for these long-ass games like I used to. Far Cry 6. Um, Far Cry 6. I got three pros and two cons. The cons are kind of heavy, though. The cons are kind of heavy, so... Do with that as you must. You know what I mean? Pros. We got a voice protagonist. All right. I played Far Cry 4 and 5. And the, the, the problems I had with those two games was just... I wasn't immersed in who I was. I feel like the problem with the Far Cry series is it keeps trying to be Far Cry 3. Um, and Far Cry 3 to a lot of Far Cry fans is the GOAT. 
is one of the best games of fucking all-time villain-wise to a lot of people. It's like the bane of fucking video games um, with whatever his name is in Far Cry 3. I never played Far Cry 3. I've never been a Far Cry fucking fan. So, again, I'm very biased, I guess. But, again, these are my reviews, so if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you there. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Um, but I do like that this game has a fully voiced protagonist. Like, again, I don't... Four or five were just annoying because, again, it just felt like you were just a yes man to everything. It was like, yes, I'm going to go do this. Yes, I'm going to go do that. Um, and you just had no say. I feel like Danny, I played as a female Danny. I feel it's the only way to play Far Cry 6. If you play as a male Danny, I don't, you're just having a bad time. You're having a bad time. I feel like Ubisoft does their female protagonist um, way better than they do their male protagonist for, like, the Assassin's Creed games. If you played as um, Demos or whatever the fuck his name was in Assassin's Creed Odyssey over Cassandra, you had a bad fucking time. That was just the wrong choice. Cassandra is definitely the protagonist for that game. Same with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I played as a male Eivor, but it feels like the game is more catered to a female Eivor, I guess. Um, but Ubisoft definitely does their female protagonist very well. I like Danny. She's very talkative she's very funny um she has a backstory um you know things that far cry 4 and 5 definitely needed because 4 you were just some guy i i don't remember the fucking story was that bad and in 5 you were a fucking cop that just was like all right i gotta take down this cult i guess and join the revolution and and shit like that it just you had no say and i feel like danny's very talkative she has a backstory um she has a reason I guess, which is good for me. You know what I mean? Um, second Pro, it's a very fun and open sandbox. There's a lot to do. It's big as shit, dog. The map is huge. A lot of different biomes, um, uh, cities, small towns, um, ocean, ocean areas, forests, jungles. There's a lot of different biomes. Um, fun sandbox. You can obviously... Um, Approach all these objectives the way you want to. I'm um, in a matter that you want to. I enjoy that. And then my third pro is um, fun characters. I feel like all the characters, like I said, Danny's very fleshed out. Um, the other characters are very fleshed out. Um, the villain, the main villain, um, Esposito, I forget how to say his name. Um, he played Moff Gideon and fucking the, the Mandalorian. Um, he does an excellent job as the villain. I think he is probably the best Far Cry villain to date. Um, Voss is the guy from Far Cry 3. I think he might even be better, better than Voss. I just like his um, ideology um, and why he does things. I really enjoy that. Um, I probably got... Let me take a sip of this water real fast. Voice getting all raspy and shit, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like he does a very good job. His ideal ideology is very good. Um, and he's just an amazing actor already. So it's like, fuck, man. And it's just, I feel like the way they handled him and other characters is very good. Very good, very good, very, very, very good. Um, cons. Um, again, these are nitpicky to a certain extent. 
But um, the first con is you have to you have to remember this is a fucking Ubisoft game. So if you played one Ubisoft game, you've at this point played them all. They're all the same, just different paint, different skins. Um, this is literally Assassin's Creed in a Far Cry skin. Um, you're just running around, clearing out outposts, um, <clears throat> climbing up shit. Um, it, it is essentially Assassin's Creed. I always looked at Far Cry as that it was a shooter version of Assassin's Creed, a modern version of Assassin's Creed. So do take that with heed. The game does get very fucking repetitive and kind of boring at a certain point. Like you, once you do like three, four missions, you've literally played every mission. Break this guy out. Go to this laboratory. Burn everything down. Climb this. Find this person. It is the same shit over and over again. But it is very fun. It is very fun. So, again, just... I like repetitiveness. I did really enjoy Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I thought it was a very good game. But it is very repetitive. I put about 100 hours, because I bought the season pass, into that game. Um, and you literally, for 100 hours, do the same shit. But I do like repetitiveness when it's rewarding. Um, I do feel like this game is not that rewarding. Um, I feel like for a majority of the game, I was running with the same guns, the same equipment. Whereas in the Assassin's Creed games, you're constantly getting new equipment, leveling it up, um, changing your look up. And it just feels like you're progressing. I like rewarding um, gameplay, which you will see later on in this podcast um, when we get into a specific game in the end. So stay tuned. Um, but yeah, um, that's it for Far Cry 6. I don't feel like I can give it a rating yet. Um, do I think you should buy it at full price? No. I feel like every Far Cry game to me is a bargain bin. 30 and under game, but I'm not a Far Cry fan, so again, take that with a grain of salt, y'all, please do not kill me with that, I just do not believe that you should spend um, 60 of your hard-earned dollars on a game that is very, very repetitive as this, you know what I mean, um, I don't feel like I can rate it right now, I didn't beat it, I probably put like 15 hours into it, but I feel like that's enough to speak on it, but not say if it's good or bad, um, I just think... $60 is a, a big asking price for a game that you essentially do the same shit for hours. But if Far Cry's your thing, it's your thing. You know what I mean? Metroid Dread. We're jumping all over the place with this review. You'll, you'll see in a minute, all right? Metroid Dread, um, a game I was very excited for this year. I'm a very big Metroid game, uh, Metroid fan. I bought this game day one. Um, let's talk about it. I got four pros, four cons, all right? We've talked about this game on um, uh, uh, earlier episode, maybe like 19 or 18, me and me and um, E-Night. Shout out to my boy E-Night. Um, we talked about it um, briefly, but this is just going to be a more in-depth talk real fast. Um, so first pro, it's a 2D Metro game. Um, I love 2D Metro games. I'm a... I, Metro Fusion is one of my favorite games of all time. And this is actually a continuation of that game. All right. And Metro Fusion, if you don't know, to me, is is has the best story Metroid-wise. Um, and this is like its follow-up. You know what I mean? 
Um, the X make an appearance in this game, um, which they only appeared in 2003 or four, whenever Fusion came out on the Game Boy Advance. So I liked that. I liked it. it was a 2D game, a 2D, 3D game, um, and it continued on my favorite Metro game. Um, and for those that didn't know, Metro Dread was a game that was supposed to come out like 2008, 2009, but they scrapped it on the original DS. They scrapped it, and it just never came out. So um, I'm glad I got to see the, the, the light of day. Um, nice level design. Um, a lot of interesting areas to explore. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, different biomes, different areas. Um, the level design is very good, very Metroid. Um, you'll run into doors where you can't open them yet. So you need to get a specific ability to, to either reach it or open it. Um, and I really like that. There's cutscenes. That's my third pro. There's cutscenes. Um, and they're really fleshed out. They're really cool. They're voice acted. Samus does talk, but she talks in um, an alien la uh, language, the Chozo. If you're a Metroid fan, you would know that. Um, she's not as chatty as she is in Metroid Other M, which is good. Um, I like that. Um, and this leads me on to my cons. In a sense, um, my fourth pro, my last pro, is there's a sense of pride when beating these bosses and learning the loop. Um, but that leads me into my first con. And if you remember when we talked about it on a um, earlier podcast, like I said, this game is fucking difficult, dog. This game is hard, man. Like, this game is fucking... You're going to put your fucking switch through it. I played this game... Um, um, docked and undocked, and when I played it undocked, I want to just throw the fucking, the throw the shit, alright, um, this game is hard, dog, this game is fucking, like, holy shit, it's hard, dog, like, it's hard, but, you get, like I said, you get a sense of pride when you, when you figure out the loop, it's like, oh, I have to do this, um, it's very, it's very rewarding, in that sense, once you beat the boss, like, oh, I had to do that. I'm stupid. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, again, that leads me into my first con. The game is fucking hard. And that leads me into my um, second con, which is the controls make it even fucking harder. You know what I mean? Samus has all these different abilities now. Um, and with so little buttons, you have to do different button presses. So you have to hold RB and then do this at the same time. It's just the controls are so janky, which makes it harder for you to just... It, it, it Again, with Metroid Fusion and the older Metroid games, the older, older Metroid games are hard. People don't remember that. Metroid games are actually pretty difficult, but the thing with that is you had less buttons on the Super Nintendo, the Game Boy Advance, than you do with Switch. So it's like, with all these new abilities, it's like, fuck, you're pushing multiple buttons at the same... You're trying to aim, which you have to hold LB to aim, and fucking... You have to shoot missiles, which is RB. So you shoot, you're lobbing missiles at a motherfucker while holding, like, three different buttons while while strafing around the map at the same time. You can't move, you can't aim and shoot at the same time. So it's like, you have to, like, do this... It's just the controls are fucking janky, bro. It's like, it, it, it stresses me out. The game of, like, I have not beat it. I'm at the end of the game. Um, I plan to beat it on stream eventually because um, I'm literally at the end and I want to 
see how many attempts it takes me to beat the final boss. Um, and I've just been saving that for a rainy day. Um, um, con three. Um, this is nitpicky. Again, please do not come at me for this. But you can easily get lost in this game because it's so... The map is very big. Um, and it expects you to remember a door that you ran into in the beginning of the fucking game that you couldn't open. And now you have the ability to open it six hours in. And you need to go back and open it because that opens up the new air. Uh, it's just you can easily get lost. Um, but I feel like there is a set path, I guess, with the teleporters and shit. It's just you got to kind of pay attention with this game. Because um, you can easily get lost. Um, and then my fourth con is very nitpicky. Um, the Emmy, the new enemy that you face, which is like a stealth-based enemy. They can't see you, but they can hear you. So you have to, when you enter their areas, you have to be very careful on the surfaces that you touch and how you run. Um, water, stuff like that. Um, the Emmy can be cheap as shit, dog. And, but there's like a pattern to kind of like beating them. Um, and once you kind of find it out again, it, it goes back to my last con, which it's like, there's a sense of pride once you beat all of these bosses. It's just, I hate that it's like so frustrating. Um, Ian, I gave this game a 10 out of 10. I, I, I'm sorry. I cannot give it that high of a score. Um, because I feel like it does lack in certain areas. And it's not because of the difficulty. It's just... It's, it, it, it's just not that, it's, the story is not that interesting, number one. That should have been a con that I wrote down. The story is not that interesting. It's your it's standard fucking Metroid story. Samus drops down. She has all her abilities. She she faces an enemy that she cannot beat. The enemy tears her the fuck up. She loses all of her abilities. She she Her suit goes into what they call in this game uh, um, an amnesia. All right, the suit itself goes into amnesia and forgets the abilities. She doesn't forget the abilities. The suit does. Moment of silence for that. That's just stupid as fuck. They could explain that way fucking better. Um, I, nah, bro, nah, bro. Y'all drawed with that one. Y'all, y'all fucked up with that one. Um, we gonna give him the L with that. Um, what would I rate this game? Um. I'm going to give it an 8. It's a solid game. It's a solid game. It's not bad. It's just story's not interesting. Um, some of the boss fights are repetitive. You kind of fight the same enemy over and over again at one point. But it's to kind of teach you an ability that you learn. Um, but again, it's not a perfect game. It's like an 8. 8.5 is the highest that I can go. Take it or leave it out of 10. But it is. I do think you should buy the game at $60. It's never going to go on sale because it's a, a fucking first-party Nintendo game, so you're going to have to buy it for $60. Bucks. Um, but I do think it's worth that asking price. It's a very fun game, very cool. Um, go play that, you know what I mean? Um, but be warned, all right? This is where we start jumping around with my reviews. I got some kind of mini reviews. There's a couple games that I touched this year that came out, or last year, I keep saying this year. Um, that I touched but didn't play play. So I can speak on it, but I can't speak on it, speak on it. So the first one 
was Forza 5 Horizons. I played enough on it to say that it's a fun open world racing game. So if you're into that type of shit, you're into racing games, or you're into just driving cars and shit, I think Forza 5 Horizons is very good. Um, graphically, it looks very good on my Series S. I know it looks fucking crazy on the X or PC or whatever you're playing it on, if it's on PC. I think it is with Game Pass. I don't know. I played it day one on Game Pass. Shout out to Game Pass. I should just do a Game Pass review because Game Pass was fucking, is is what's killing Sony at this point. It's the only one up that that, that Xbox has is Game Pass. Um, but Forza 5 is lit. I give it a thumbs up. With these next couple games, I'm just going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Um, Forza 5, you're into racing games, driving sims, thumbs up, great game. Um, Zelda Skyward Sword came out on the Switch. I played it. I didn't beat it. I didn't get that far. I plan on streaming it sometime um, in the future with the camera on so you can see me swinging, swinging my sword in the living room and shit like that. Um, it's better on Switch. That's all I got to say. Thumbs up. I do think you should cop. It's going to always be $60. Because it's a Nintendo exclusive. Thumbs up. Play it. Buy it. You know what I mean? Um, Pokemon Unite. It's a free-to-play game. Um, but I'm trying to put people on it. That's why I want to talk about it um, briefly. Um, so it's like a game like League of Legends or like any other MOBA game. It's 5v5. But I do think they came out with a 3v3 in a 4v4 mode. Um, where you just basically play as different Pokemon um, they all have different abilities, and you're on this map, and your your objective is to just gather points and then score those points on um, enemy score points or score pads, um, and the team with the most points at the end wins. It's a fun game. It's free to play. You can play it on mobile or Switch. I do think it's worth the download on both, either mobile. The mobile is very smooth. Um, from when I played, it was it was super smooth. Even smoother than the Switch, to be honest. Um, and I played on an older iPhone, so... Um, I'm trying to put people on Pokemon Unite. I do think it's worth the download. Thumbs up. Um, it's not intrusive free-to-play, which most games are. They're very intrusive with the free-to-play, where it's like you have to buy shit. The game throws a lot of coins at you, a lot of free Pokemon at you. It lets you... Every week they cycle new Pokemon for you to try. So um, you may have one like locked. Um, but that week that character may be unlocked. So you can play them. And I know last week or the week before the end of the year. They let you play all the Pokemon for free. So it, it's not an intrusive free to play game. Please download it. Come play with your boy. I plan on streaming it um, a lot more um, in the future. Shout out to my boy Prosperous525. Um, for putting me on it um, four or five months ago. I appreciate you for that. Um, and that's it for those reviews, those thumbs up, thumbs down reviews. We're going to get into the core. Um, hold on, let me take a sip of my water real fast. Because we're going to be doing a lot of fucking talking right now. We're about to get into the big three, guys. If you don't know what the big three is... The big three is the the, the, the big first-person shooters. This game was big. This year was big for first-person shooters. We got a Battlefield game this year, a Call of Duty game, and a fucking Halo game this year. That is 
insane. It's been a long time since I feel like Call of Duty had some competition. Um, let's talk about it. Call of Duty is going to be the first out of those three that we talk about. Let's get it. All right. I got a lot of pros and I got a lot of cons for this game. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get the fuck to it. All right. First pro. Story is pretty fun to run through. Um, um, with some interesting characters. Um, Paulina, the sniper chick, she carries though. Um, I I feel like um, the black guy. I can't think of his name right now. Arthur. He's interesting, but interesting because he's black. And I'll get into that. It's one of my other pros. Um, we're talking about the campaign right now, by the way. Um, I think Arthur's pretty interesting. Lucas is your standard. I want to blow everything the fuck up. Character. Um, Wade is your ace pilot. He's interesting, kind of funny. He has some good dialogue. They, they wrote his character or wrote his character very well. Um, I'm trying to think of who else in the story. I feel like I feel like that's it, right? I think that's it. Because the other guys, if there is another guy, he's super forgettable. Because Polina, sniper chick, she carries heavy. Her levels are super fun. Um, it was super fun to just be a sniper and be like this this pro sniper. I guess it was just fun, fun. Campaign was very fun. Um, it's, it's it's I guess it I can say it's been a while. Not really. Because Cold War, Cold War's campaign kind of sucked. Um, I thought Modern Warfare had some interesting levels. The level design, like that, um, 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 the, the Clear House um, mission was literally first person changing. I feel like if we could have got a game, a Rainbow Six game at that, um, where it was just like that Clear House mission, whatever that mission is in Modern Warfare when you're running through the house and that 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 I think Vanguard has a very interesting campaign, and I I won't try to compare it to Cold War and Modern Warfare, but it's very good. It's better than Cold War because Cold War's campaign sucked ass. Um, second pro, um, it completes the Codverse, which is something I guess that Activision is trying to do because if you played older Call of Duty games. Um, Black Ops, Modern Warfare, Advanced Warfare, Ghost. They all live in their own universe. Where it's like... Yeah, they take place in different points in time. Um, but they don't talk about each other. Like, in Modern Warfare 2, they don't talk about Woods in Black Ops 1 or 2. I mean, um, they just don't. And I feel like it completes the Codverse. So, um, without spoiling anything, the ending kind of just... Is like, oh, hey, this is going to happen. And, you know, they predict the zombies. Um, they, zombies is now canon story-wise. Um, I don't know how they did that. I don't know why they did that. It was interesting. I like that. Zombies is canon at this point. Um, but it kind of completes the Codverse. They kind of, like, talk about um, Cold War stuff. They kind of talk about modern warfare stuff. Um, and it was super interesting. They talk about like the Nova Six gas, which is in Black Ops. So I was like, okay, you know, the Codverse is complete. I mean, um, now we're gonna get into multiplayer with my next couple of pros. Um, new tactical pacing for multiplayer is pretty lit. I like that. Um, 
So you can pick what you want to do. You have a tactical pacing, blitz pacing, assault pacing, and there's another one. I can't think what it is. I think it's four. I might be tripping. Um, but they're just different player counts, basically. So tactical is like six of your standard um, 5v5. Um, and then I think the one after that is like your 6v6. And then blitz is like it could be anywhere from fucking 16v16, 10v10, 12v12. And then assault is usually like 10v10, 12v12. I like that. Um I just don't like how some of the maps are not built for a lot of those player counts. So it's like, they'll put you on dome, 16v16. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, like, this map is way too slow. Um, especially on team deathmatch. Like, that 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 map, that match is ending instantly at that point. Um, but I generally um, enjoy the, the tactical pacing. Um, there's a shit ton of guns. From the rip, I think, I think this has the most guns on release in COD history. I think there's like, like twenty something guns. I didn't count, but I know that was like a, a lot, a thing a lot of people were talking about. There's like twenty different guns, twenty plus guns, um, and we're not even talking about the season one guns. Um, there's a lot of guns. Um, are they good? Are they bad? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, you can put 10 attachments on each gun. I do love the gunsmith with this game. There's a lot of... Um, you can kind of build any type of gun that you that you want. So if you're like one of those like flick players where you like to like flick the, the stick or flick your, um, your mouse and you're just all about um, hip-firing enemies, you can build like the perfect hip-fire gun. Um, you can build the perfect um, accuracy gun with low, low recoil. Um... There's a lot of, um, I can't think of the word, but I, the gunsmith is very good. At first, I didn't like it. I thought 10 attachments was a bit too much, um, but it is pretty lit. You can change the type of ammunition, um, and then you can put two perks on your gun, which is pretty lit. So you can do things from like sleight of hand to vital, which if you shoot body shots, do more damage, um, hold your breath longer, um, melee distance. I do like that. Um, the, the the level of customization. There's a shit ton of attachments too. Um, I think we're Cold War. The max gun level is 55. In this game, it's 70. So there's a lot of customization there. Um, there's a return of some iconic maps. Um, Doom, uh, Dome is back from World at War. Um, what what else is back? Castle from World at War is back. Um, and I think that's the only two. I might be tripping. Shipment is is back. 1944 Shipment is back. They released that maybe a couple weeks after the game came out. So we got Shipment again, which, you know, Shipment is good for leveling up your guns and shit like that. That's why I like it. Um, and my last pro is um, Season 1 definitely fixed a lot of my problems. Um, so I can't complain. When this game came out, the preseason, this game was... The hit detection was fucked up. Um, guns, the, the 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 damage, time to kill was fucked up. Um, but season one did fix a lot. I feel like the the TTK got fixed a lot. Um, but that leads me into my cons, which kind of make or break this game, y'all. So let me take a sip of my water real quick. Cause again, we we 
I'm about to be snapping a little bit. Just a little bit. You know what I mean? Alright. Alright, alright, alright. So my first con campaign was um story is kind of corny and very predictable. The story is corny. I feel like the characters themselves kind of carry it. Um so to not spoil things, um the story is takes place after World War II, which is one thing that I do like. It takes place after World War II. You're not doing the Battle of the Bulge or fucking D-Day for the 30th time. You're actually behind enemy lines for a lot of these missions. Um, and the game takes place after World War II, but you're playing through events during World War II. But they're like battles that I feel like we haven't played yet. Um, but the levels are kind of corny. Like I said, Polina carries heavy. Her missions are dope. They need to just make a game just with her. Like a, a it was good. Um, they're definitely gonna do a Vanguard 2 um, sequel bait at the end of the game. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, but sequel bait. You know what I mean, um, but yeah, very predictable. My second con is very nitpicky. Um, I wish they kind of touched on racial issues a little bit more. They're very like. PC in this game so it's like not only do they call they don't call I feel like they don't call Nazis Nazis enough um the swastika isn't there enough um I feel like they're just scared to um be World War II which is fucking weird to me um I didn't like that I I, I didn't like that I feel like they, they, they could've they definitely could've did um a, a, a lot more there um, with the racial shit, so it's like, we all know my boy Arthur is black, my boy Arthur is a black man, um, and I feel like they don't touch on that enough, man, it's like, everybody's just like, oh, you think I'm supposed to hate him because he's a black man, I'm like, yes, you're a white man in the fucking 40s, like, we were, like, black people were treated like shit in the fucking 40s, one, we didn't even serve with, um, white people in, um, World War II. We had our own segregated units. So it's like, I feel like they should have touched on the racial issues a little bit more. Um, they they, they, they kind of dabbled with it with the guy Wade. Like, you got the vibe. Like, he was kind of racist. You know what I mean? You got like a little racist vibe from him. But at the same time, he was like, you guys are, thank you, man. Like, they weren't saying that shit in World War II. They were not saying that shit to, to, to black soldiers So it's like I wish they touched on that A little bit more I'm not saying they had to go Full Mafia 3 with it But they definitely Could have been like You know I don't like him Or I don't fuck with him Because he's black They could have did shit like that You know what I mean They could have did shit like that You know I feel like Activision Is always scared To do What they need to do With these Call of Duty games It's just like Dog, we, we were not treated that nicely, dog. We were not treated that nicely. There's literally a whole point in the game where a character's like, oh, yo, you think I'm, I'm supposed to hate him because he's black? He's actually just a soldier like me. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're brought like, nah, bro. Nah, bro, we were not treated like that, dog. Get the source material right. You know what I mean? Activision, stop being pussy. You know what I mean? Put the swastikas back in the fucking call. Make Call of Duty racist again, you know what I mean, like, just go all out, one thing, I've never played Mafia 3, I have, but not that much, the one thing I love about Mafia 3, they were not scared, dog, 
They were not scared to to make you play as a black man in the fucking 60s and 70s, dog. You were being called the N-word and everything in that game. Like, they did the game justice. Shout out to Mafia 3, dog. Like I said, Activision, you got to take an L for that, dog. I'm sorry. I thought that was just kind of corny, dog. Like, it's just kind of corny. Um, third um, con. Zombies sucks ass. Do not waste your fucking time. Go play Cold War Zombies. It's so much better. I literally have 15 minutes of playtime with zombies. It is so bad. It is literally used by people just to level up guns. Literally. That's all it's for. Zombies is ass. It's Stay away from me. All right. New multiplayer maps. This is my fourth um, con. Suck ass, dog. Some of these new maps are fucking... Terrible. The new maps that they added in season one are okay. Um, but um, I do not like these maps. I think the maps, except for Dome, Shipment, Castle, um, Subpens, which is a hated love. Um, these Some of these maps suck, dog. These maps fucking suck. Um, fifth Con, the TTK, Time to Kill, is iffy. Um, I feel like you be you be lighting a motherfucker up and he, he just turns around and and shoots you twice and you're fucking dead. Like I just like I'm like damn dog. Like the fuck am I doing wrong? You know I mean, um, I'm a very average. I would call myself an average Call of Duty player. I'm not bad. I'm not very good. I'm average. I'm okay. I can go negative one match and then the next match I can fucking have a three point OKD. I mean like I'm I'm very average i would not put me as a a bad player or a good player i'm just average dog all right so take it or leave it um no allied or access teams um so everyone looks the same i did not like that dog it's like everybody has the same skins so you're going up against enemies that look just like you i mean they may have an arthur skin you got an arthur skin it's very hard to tell friend or foe from each other i feel like they fixed it a little bit um, with season one, um, with the name tag appearing over their head, um, a little easier, but, mm, mm, mm. um, the battle pass, um, I think the battle pass for this game is okay, but it's, um, kind of iffy, man, like, I think Cold War definitely warranted buying the battle pass every season. Content in the battle pass was very good. Um, the skins were very good. I feel like the skins for this game just kind of suck. And I think it's because they're trying to keep it um, to the time period, I guess. And it's just like, all right. But in the story, you're trying to sell me um, a guy with volcano armor and shit. Like, I just, I, I don't know what they're trying to do, bro. I don't know what they're trying to do. Um, the battle pass, definitely lacking. Um, it's because they added a lot of filler, I guess, to the battle pass. Um, but if you do complete it, the one thing I always liked about Call of Duty battle passes, I never complete them. We, we talked about this on a, a, a earlier podcast that we did. Um, I never be, complete my battle passes, but I do feel like Call of Duty's battle pass is worth the money over other games that we're going to talk about. Battle pass, um... It's just, I feel like this season was kind of lacking, bro. They, they definitely, uh, we got to see what season two looks like. I, I I have no problem dropping the $10, $20 on a battle pass if it's going to give me some nice um, 
cosmetic um, stuff. But I do appreciate Call of Duty for still giving you COD points. So if you do complete the Battle Pass, you can buy the next season Battle Pass for free if you don't spend it on anything in the store. Um, I think that's pretty dope. I think that's pretty dope. Um, but the Battle Pass is definitely fucking lacking in this game. Um, another con is the destructible environments are fucking... It doesn't just doesn't fit Call of Duty, um, and that leads me to my last con, which is like I feel like you can shoot through every surface. I sh I shot a dude through a tank one time and killed him, and it gave me the you know wall bang metal and shit. And I was just like, the, the surfaces in these games are fucking pitiful, dog. Like all the cover, you don't you do not know if an enemy can shoot through it or not. It's just ah. Uh, this game, this Call of Duty game is very hard to rate because I feel like it didn't get good until season one. I feel like all preseason I was trying to hit prestige. I was having a bad time, though. I was having a bad time. But, like, now, um, since season one is out, um, it, it, it's a it's a okay game. Is it better than Cold War? No. I think Cold War is the, the best Call of Duty we've gotten in years. And I don't think we appreciated it for what it gave us. I thought Cold. I think Cold War is better than Modern Warfare 2019. And I'm gonna get slandered for that, but I just think Cold War was just dope. Zombies was lit. Multiplayer was good. Campaign was ass. But what Cold War did to Warzone, I loved it. I loved it. What it did to Warzone, I loved it. Now, small little review of Warzone. Um, the Pacific map, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, the Cold War guns are are fucking lit in in Warzone, which ex you would expect because they're now the new meta. Um, the STG is nice. Um, I really can't speak on Warzone too much because I don't play it like that. I'm not a Warzone guy. I'm more of an Apex guy. You would know that if you follow me over at Twitch.tv slash BlazeXInferno. You would know that. You would know that. Um... But yeah, bro. Um, this Call of Duty is hard to rate, dog. I, I'm a, I'm gonna give it a solid. I'm gonna give it a solid seven out of ten. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Call of Duty Vanguard seven out of ten. Dope, dope campaign. Um, multiplayer is okay, man. But it's just like some of those guns fucking suck, man. Like I I, I knew we was gonna talk about this. Some of these guns are fucking bad, dog. Like, um. I feel like I stay away from the marksman rifles. They're not good. M1 Grand um, is not good. The The other one is all right, but the M1 Grand is not good. Um, there's a ton of um, SMGs, um, and they're all good. The MP40, Owen Gun, pretty dope. Um, Sten, Sten is good. I don't think it's the meta anymore. The assault rifles are the iffy ones, bro. It's like the bar is good when it wants to be good. Um, I turned a bar into basically like a fucking no recoil um, battle rifle in a sense. Because that's what it is. Um, the STG is fucking lit. Um, you have no reason. I literally leveled up the STG, STG and just kept playing with that through the whole game. Um, the, new, the new AR they came out with, the Cooper Carbine, that's pretty lit. I like the Cooper Carbine. Um... But the level 55 fucking assault rifle is trash, dog. It's trash. A lot of those guns are trash. Like the the Itra burst is trash. 
Um, people like the automating. I I I I think it's cool, or the automaton, however you pronounce it. Um, the AK, the S40, the AS44. That gun is okay. Um, I think the guns are just iffy, and I think it's just because you have to put the right attachments on it. So it's not a good or bad thing, but we know what the meta is right now because it's it's season one. Cooper Carbine, um, the new sniper rifle. That's the new meta. Um, STG is always going to be meta. I feel like they always keep the starter gun as the meta um, for these Call of Duty games because people tend to level them up first. So the STG is going to always be part of the meta. Um, but yeah, Call of Duty Vanguard, solid 7 out of 10. Um, do I think you should buy it full price, $60, $70 on PS5? Um, that's up to you if you play Call of Duty. I mean... I don't see it going on, on sale for less than $40, $50. So, I mean, get it. Don't get it. I feel like there's a lot of content. I put, like, over 25 hours into the game, I guess. Maybe more than that. Maybe 30. Um, I think it's got a lot of content. So, it's up to you, man. People hate Call of Duty. They love Call of Duty. It depends on you. I mean, do what the fuck you... Play what the fuck you want to play, man. All right? But this next game, though, but this next game, though, this next game, though, broke my heart, dog. This was supposed to be the Call of Duty killer of last year, and it, it let me down. It let me down. Battlefield 2042. Let's talk about it. I got three pros and a thousand cons, all right? Some of them are biased. Some of them are biased. But I feel like we can all agree at Battlefield 2042, EA, you done fucked it up, bro. You done fucked it up, man. But let's get into it. Pros, it looks great on PS5. I, I think it looks very good on PS5. Um, it's a, a second pro. It's fun um, to vibe with the guys again. It's cross-play. Um crossplay is very specific so if you're on next gen um you're crossplay between next gen and pc but if you're last gen it's only xbox one and ps4 so you're locked out of pc and all that limitations i guess i don't know that's weird i, I guess i don't know i don't know defend it don't defend it i i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know but it's fun to vibe again with the bros, I guess. That's a con. I feel like that's a, a pro, but it's not a pro because I tell everybody, every game is going to be fun with friends. Every game you play with a friend is going to be fun. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, um, let's see. What's, what's next? What's next on this list? Um, what's next? What's next? What's next? My fault, I lost my, my train of thought for a minute. Portal. Portal, that's another pro. The portal's fun. That's it. That's that's all your pros for Battlefield 2042. The portal's fun. It's fun with friends. Um, it looks good on PS5. Let's get into these cons, dog. Let's let's get to it. Battlefield releases suck ass. We know this. We I'm not gonna defend them though. I'm not gonna sit here. And defend them. Alright. Hold on guys. I'll be right back. 
I do need to pause this anyway. I need to save my recording. I'll be right back. We're going to take a small commercial break. All right, and we back, you know what I mean? Thank you for, um, let me take a little break real quick. I'm recording by myself today, so it's like, you know, my voice, man, needs a, it needs a little break, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, Battlefield releases are always janky. We get that. We understand that. We, we understand that fully, but it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable in the state that these Battlefield, that these EA games come out on release, dog. It is unacceptable. I'm not going to sit here and defend it. I'm not, I don't think anybody should be defending a game coming out at full price being fucked up from day one. Um, especially to motherfuckers like myself that bought the Gold Edition or the Ultimate Edition because we got a week early access to the game, which is essentially still the fucking beta. We're playing the fucking beta. You know what I mean, and it's just, it was, it was bad, dog. It is bad, and it's just, if you have the balls to sit here and defend this game's release um, on any type of platform, you need your platform taken away from you. Battlefield 2042, that was like, it, 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 it's a bad release. It may not be the worst Battlefield release, but dog, it, it, it shouldn't be that way to begin with. If I paid, if I paid $60 for a game, it should come out good on release. I'm looking at you, Cyberpunk. I'm looking at a lot of these fucking games. At $60, I need a working game. Day one. You know I mean, that's not hard to ask for. That's that, I'm not asking for a fucking lot. You know what I mean, I don't think anybody is asking for a lot by saying, um, hey, um, can this game release in a good state? The hit detection was fucked up, all right? It's my second con. The hit detection, it, I think it's still fucking a little janky, dog. I think it's a little, still a little fucked up. Um, dog, I, I, I cannot defend this game. Uh, I, I think a lot of shit is janky with it um, to this day. I have not played it in over a month at this point because I'm just, I'm just, Trying to stay away from it till they fix it. It's not in a good place. I keep hearing from the community that it's not in a good place. So I stay away. I stay away. Battlefield is just not doing good right now. Um, um, my, my third con is Battlefield 2042 kind of sucks. Portals where it shines. That's not good, man, because the portal is literally Battlefield 3. Um, Battlefield... Uh, um, Bad Company 2 and it's, um, Battlefield 1942 um, you can play all those old Battlefield games in one place with the new engine and all that but it shouldn't be that way dog the, the, the base core game should work um, 2042 is a fucking mess um, that leads me to the next con the specialist I don't like that don't put that in a fucking Battlefield game dog because now it's like the engineer class is running around with assault rifles when it used to be the assault class slash medic class was the only people that could use um, assault rifles. It just fucks up the ebb and flow of Battlefield, dog. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I know what they were thinking. They were thinking store. They were thinking money. They were thinking microtransactions. I know exactly what they were thinking with this game. I know exactly what they were thinking with this game. I bought the gold edition thinking and praying... Um, EA would do good, man, because I wanted this game to be better than Vanguard. I wanted Call of Duty to have a year where it fucking failed 
and I feel like Battlefield just let me down, bro. You let me down. You let me down, bro. You let me down, dog. Like, this game is a fucking mess, dog. It's a fucking mess. I'm not even going to go into all of the cons I got for this game, but it's so much. I think the maps for 2042 at least suck ass. Um, I think the maps are fucking boring. Um, they're just not good, dog. Like, they were overhyped in the trailers. I just think a lot of those maps, like, I think there's three good maps. Three good maps. I just think some of these maps suck. Um, and and I, I will say my last con for this game is to the Battlefield community, um, I'm sorry that you guys got invaded by Call of Duty players because everybody plays this game like it's fucking Call of Duty now because we got the specialists and you got the any 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 class can use any gun thing. So it's like, dog, it, it, it's a fucking mess, dog. You got people just... Running around, oh, I can do it by myself. You know what I mean? Like, nah, that's not how Battlefield is meant to be played. I'm supposed to work with my team, communicate with my team, take these objectives over together. Um, not feeling that. Not feeling that. Not feeling that. Battlefield, you done, you done fucked it up, dog. My final score for Battlefield 2042, 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. 4 out of 10. Teetering between the two, only because they're the game. The portal makes it shine. I, I have fun with the portal mode. I think it's cool, um, but twenty forty two itself sucks ass. Dog, five out of ten. Um, please hold out. Please save your money. Wait, wait, wait until this game is fixed. I think by the time the battle pass comes out, this game will be in an okay state to where you can come back play it. that's what i'm waiting on I, i'm mad that i spent a hundred dollars or ninety dollars i forget what the fuck i spent on a game that i literally cannot play right now five out of ten five out of ten for battlefield fight me all day go in the comments on youtube fight me all day battlefield 2042 it sucks dog it sucks it sucks and you're lying to yourself if it doesn't all right quick review um, before we get into the final game, because we're, we're almost done with these reviews. The final game, um, before the final game, um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. I play Brilliant Diamond. Um, we're just going to run through this real fast. I feel like there's not much to say about uh, a remake of a game that is poorly remade, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like Nintendo is like, it's like what, are you, what are you doing? I hope Arceus is good. Arceus looks good. I watched the new trailer. We'll talk about that on the next podcast um, for sure. Um, me and Ian will have a lot to talk about. Arceus for um, pros of Brilliant Diamond. It's Gen 4. And if you know Gen 4, if you know, you know, Gen 4 was the, the best Pokemon, one of the best Pokemon games. I think for me, it's Gen 2 at the top, Gen 3, and then Gen 4. So it's Gen 4. Gen 4 was lit. It had the underground. It had some memorable Pokemon. Um, the story was cool. Um, I like Gen 4. I like it. I like it. It's a good game. Um, cons. The art style, I don't like it. I don't like the chibi shit. I feel like it was super lazy. Um, I get it. They're just doing a one-for-one one of what uh, Diamond and Pearl was back in the day. Um, but why? Why? And then that leads me to my second con. Why charge 60 fucking dollars for it? You charge $60 for 
a, a, a remaster of a game that came out at $35. I think it was $35. Look it up. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. But I'm pretty sure that game came out at $35. I, I ain't going to look it up. I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like doing it. I, I ain't going to hold you. Because I'm by myself, and I don't want to have this weird, awkward pause. But fuck it, for, for sake. Um, Pokemon Diamond um, release date and price. All right. Uh, how much did it cost when it came out? Um, um, how much does Diamond and Pearl cost? Fuck, man. I can't even find the original price. Mm, uh, new. Uh, fuck, man. I don't know the price. I feel it was like $35. I mean, I, f I feel like it was $35 when it came out. Uh, came out April 7th, April 1st, 2007. Um, but it ain't trying to give me no price. It's just giving me a current price. How much did it release for, man? Like, how, how much was it on release, dog? How much was this game on release? I feel like it was $35. We're just going to go with $35. 60 is too goddamn much for this remaster, dog. 60 is too goddamn much for this, dog. $60. $60. $60. Y'all didn't even add nothing new, dog. It's literally the same game. I hate it here, dog. I hate it here. Um... And my third and final con for this game is the end game seems whack. Um, I feel like Pokemon end games have always been kind of shitty. I feel like once you beat the Elite Four, it's like go do this battle tower a thousand times till you get bored with it. Um, I'm cool. I'll pass. Um, final verdict on Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Um, the original um, Diamond and Pearl to me was like an eight out of ten. This is definitely like a 6 out of 10, dog. And I only say that because the price and the art style. You're literally playing the same game, dog. Like, if the game had released for $40, that's understandable. This, nah, man. Nah, man. I'm going to give it an 8. All right, I'll give it an 8 out of 10 just because it is literally a one-for-one one of a game that came out 10 years ago, 13 years ago, and it was a, it was a, um, Eight out of ten in my eyes. Then it's the same game, it's the new skin on a new console for fucking sixty dollars. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know who was in charge of that. Nintendo do better, dog. Hopefully, RC's is good. That's what I'm looking forward to. Let's get into this final review, man. You already know what we're gonna talk about. Halo Infinite, the runner-up of game of the year for me. This is literally the the runner-up. I feel like the runner-up game of the year for me. Um, I got a lot of pros and a lot of cons. We're going to be, we going to be stuck on this topic for 20, 30 minutes, dog. I feel like maybe 15. I don't know. I'm going to run through it pretty fast. Um, Halo Infinite. I love it and I hate it. I love it. I love it. I don't hate it. I hate it. I love it. I'm bipolar with this game. My feelings are all over the place. I don't even know what to rate it. I don't even know what to rate it. If I had to give you, I'm going to just give you the rating up front. If I had to rate Halo Infinite, it's a 9 out of 10. 
Now you're probably looking at me like, how do you hate it and you love it, but you're giving it a 9 out of 10? I'm explaining a minute. Pros. The campaign carries. The campaign is lit. I love the campaign. Oh, my God. The campaign is so much fun, dog. Thank you guys for retconning all the fucking Halo 4, Halo 5, Promethean bullshit. I wasn't feeling it. Thank you. 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 Second con. Again, thank you for retconning all the stupid bullshit with the Master Chief. Um, the lab, last podcast, we talked about it a little bit. Um, I'm not going to go too hard, even though I probably should because this is the review episode. Um, they did the Master Chief justice in my eyes. You know what I mean, um, I feel what... Let me take a sip of this water. Hold up. Damn, what the fuck? I feel like with um I feel like with Halo 4 and 5 they fucked up Master Chief as a character. The Master Chief is a very strong, stern, he doesn't say too much type character. So in 4 and 5 he was like super chatty and I just did not like that. Like shut the fuck up, man. Like you're not supposed to talk. You're this just one-liner type character and they did it so well in Halo Infinite. Thank you for saving my boy, man. The Master Simp was his name in 4 and 5. Master Chief was a fucking simp in 4 and 5. He's not in this game. He's very stern. His one-liners are funny. He's lit. He, 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 they, they do his emotions well. Because at the end of the day, Master Chief is human. He is human. He has emotions, but they do it very well. So just to you know, recap of last episode, you can't see Master Chief's face. But again... His emotions are conveyed through his actions in this game. You know, there's a scene, without spoiling too much, where, you know, he sees a Spartan dead. And when he sees the dead Spartan, there's an elite over the intercoms talking shit to him. Like, oh, you're going to be just like that. Broken. I'm going to break you just like that. You know what I mean? And at that point in the game, you kind of felt the Master Chief be like, fuck, like, Damn, I feel bad for this guy. You know what I mean, he puts his hand on the Spartan's shoulder. He's dead. Um, fake ass Cortana, um, Dollar Tree Cortana is um, talking, um, saying like, "Oh yeah, this Spartan went through this, that, and the third. Da da da. This is his name. Um, blase, 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 blase. You can feel the emotions through just him simply putting his hand on that man's shoulder, dog, and it was conveyed." perfectly dog he wasn't like oh man like I, I, i'm going through it right now i don't know if i can do this i don't know like master chief always perseveres through the game you know there's a scene without spoiling too much where he talks to another person and he's just basically like i do this because i gotta do it because it's all i know yeah you know i mean perfect writing perfect writing of a character like this perfect writing that should be a pro on my list. The campaign has some of the best writing we've seen since Halo 3, Halo Reach. I think the writing is very good. My third con, my third pro, I don't know why I keep saying con. Um, the boss battles are fun as hell. I enjoy the boss battles. They put you through it. They're a little harder on um harder difficulties. I beat the game on heroic. Um, so I went through it with certain boss fights, but um they're fun and they're challenging, and I enjoy it. They make you use all of the abilities that the Master Chief has, which is my next pro. 
Um, the Master Chief has a bunch of abilities. Um, grappling hook. He has the drop wall. Um, threat sensor. And what's the other ability? A thruster. You know what I mean? So he has a bunch of shit at his disposal. And you'll be cycling through it. Using it. Jumping all over the place. Grappling hook. It's super fun. Oh my god. I, I, I think after this podcast I'm going to go play it. Um, and just run around because it leads me to my next motherfucking pro. The open world is so good. It's so good. It feels good to just be the Master Chief in this beautiful open world. Um, just running around doing various things. There's a lot of things to do. Um, and it just it's it doesn't hit you with a bunch of bullshit like an Assassin's Creed game would or like a cyberpunk. It's very like, oh, here's this fire team you can save. Here's this outpost. And they're spread out very evenly and distributed very well uh, around the map. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. I like this game, dog. I like this game. Um, the campaign carries. The campaign carries, dog. All right. The new weapons are cool, um, and they all have a purpose. Um, yes, even you, dis- the, the Disruptor. Maybe not the Plasma Pistol. I get why they're in there for the grunts and shit, but um, the Disruptor has its uses on vehicles and stuff that makes it very um, situational. Everything is very situational. Um, Stalker Rifle, all that. Hydra. Um, I like the weapons. New weapons are cool. Stalker Rifle. Um, I'm trying to think what else is new. Shock rifle's pretty lit. I like that. It's um, EMP-owned vehicles as well. Um, skewer, good for taking out vehicles. Um, I, I, I enjoy all the all the new weapons. But now we're getting to the multiplayer, man. The multiplayer is an ode to OG players. That's my, my, my next pro. All right? When I say an ode, he's like, this is what we've wanted in a Halo multiplayer game game in a long time i think halo 4 fucked up multiplayer it was fun at that time but it was we didn't enjoy playing it we didn't enjoy playing that shit all right halo 5's multiplayer i probably played three matches dog i thought that shit was just it wasn't bad but it wasn't for me dog i thought the match the matches were too long um and it just i didn't like the thrusters and all that shit i don't know Halo 5 just left me with a sour taste altogether. Um, this is an ode to OG Halo fans. Um, they brought us back. I love it. And it's free to play now. So I get to play with a whole new generation of Halo players. Like, you don't have to pay. You do not have to pay for the multiplayer experience. It's completely free. Um, but that is also a problem that we're going to get into in a minute. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I just think... Thank you, 343, for, you know, bringing me back. An OG Halo player that's wanted to play Halo for a long time. Thank you for bringing me back. I enjoy you. I, I, pause. Enjoy what you did. You know what I mean? Um, and then my last pro is, after a month of complaining, we finally have some cool playlists. They gave us SWAT playlist, um, FFA, um, and Slayer playlist, which we needed because at the beginning, when this game came out, everything was just... In one area. So you didn't know what the fuck you were getting. You were getting oddball. Fucking. Free for all. They didn't even have free for all. Fucking oddball slayer. 
all that shit in one playlist. I like that they separated it now. For the people like me who just want to play Slayer, I can play Slayer now. Let's get into these cons, dog. Let's get into these cons because there's a lot of cons too. That's why I said I hate and love this game. Um, story plot was kind of fucking corny. Um, that's my first literally written out just like that. First con is story plot is kind of fucking corny. It is. It is it it is the Force Awakens of Star Wars. That's all I'm gonna say. Um the open world is good, but the open world definitely could have used some seasoning. You know what I mean? Some paprika, some fucking you know what I mean? I feel like they just added some salt to this bitch and salt and pepper and said, Yeah, it's good. And like, nah, this, this shit needed some steak seasoning. Um I do enjoy the open world, but it definitely needs some more biomes. Give me like a snowy area. Give me a desert area. Give me just more. I just feel like they just took a level from Halo 1 and just made it a whole fucking, the whole game. I was just like, uh, mm. Um, My last little campaign, I believe this is my last. Uh, I got two more campaign um, cons. Um, no replayable levels. I don't like that. I don't like how I just, because... Once the game ends, you can go and do whatever you need to do on the map. You know, you can finish outposts that you didn't finish, save fire teams that you didn't save, um, find all the hidden cosmetics, do the skulls, do whatever. But you can't replay the story missions. I don't like that. I think that is, like, fucking weird. Um, and that leads me to my other con. No co-op on release. I just... I get it, I get it, but they, that should have been on release, dog. It should have been on release. It should have been there. It should have been there. I have people who are literally not playing the game until they can play it with their friends. That sucks to me. You know I mean, it should have been there on release, but whatever, man. Whatever, 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 whatever. Um, and then my, my, my last con is... The game kind of ends abruptly, and it doesn't, like, most games, once you reach, like, the, the point of no return, it kind of tells you. This game doesn't tell you. So I literally went in without getting the proper upgrades like I should. I had to fight three boss battles with what I just had, all right? It just, it doesn't tell you that the game ends abruptly. Again, that might be kind of nitpicky, but most games do that. When you, you know, the point of no return, it's like, whoa, you might want to upgrade your shit and do something, you know, because this is it. This is the end of the game. It just kind of ends, dog, and it's just whack, whack. Let's get into these multiplayer cons, dog, because these are, this is it right here. Um, Multiplayer released as a quote-unquote beta, so it released very bare bones with a um, and we're talking about content-wise. It, it, even, even if you want to say playlist-wise, it released very um, bare bones with minimal content, but it had a working store. Um, the store worked. Um, you could definitely buy the Battle Pass. You could definitely um, pay $15 um, for the color red. Um, you could definitely do all of that. Um, I think that is shame, 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 shame. Um, to elaborate, because we literally talked about this for a whole episode. Um, we had my boy um, Runia. Um, we talked about that shit for like three hours, I feel like. Um, just to reiterate for people who are new or, you know, need to be refreshed. Um, Halo players, we want to look cool. We want our Spartan to look cool. And when you lock that behind a paywall, it just... 
it, it's not a good look, bro. It's not a good look. All right. Um, I'm going to just say it now. One of my cons is this game should have released as a $60 game. I do not believe that this game. I would have rather paid for this game than it be free to play. Because the minute they made this game free to play, it opens it up to all the microtransaction bullshit that people to this day defend. Oh, it's a free to play game. It's a free to play game. Yes. Yes. So it has some leeway because it's free to play. But if this was a if this was a $60 game, y'all would have y'all would have had pitchforks ready. I just do not appreciate the free to play aspects of the game. I think the battle pass sucks. Um, to this day, it sucks ass. Um, that's another one of my cons. It is super bad, dog. Like, the, the battle pass, it's like the only way to level it up is through challenges, which is slow as hell. Um, but they did fix it. Um, if you run, like, six matches a day or seven matches minimum, you'll level up a tier a day. So if you do a tier a day, like I was doing at one point, um, you know what I mean? It's, it's not that bad, but again... I feel like they fucked up with the battle pass. There's not a lot of content. And the content that's in there is just not worth it. Everything that you want is in the higher tiers. So you have to grind and grind and grind and grind and grind. They done fucked it up. And and, and, and the next con is the events suck ass, dog. The events. The Tenrai event is going on right now. I'm trying to get the helmet, bro. I'm trying to get the helmet. I'm two tiers away. But my challenges, which are the only thing that level up. The event battle pass, which you do get for free, but still, you know what I mean? The challenges are mixed in with your weekly challenges, so you have to kind of hope that you roll them through completing challenges, you know what I mean? And then now I'm stuck with a Fiesta challenge, which is I have to get Killjoys, and I can't get no Killjoys, dog. I feel like nobody goes on killing sprees because everybody's running around with rocket launchers and swords. That's the weirdest challenge ever. I, I feel like the way they handle events is so bad. And I literally have one more day to get the helmet. That's shitty to me, dog. Like, come on, man. Come on, dog. I get it's just an event, but come on, man. Come on. Come on. I want the, the, the helmet. I want that helmet for that shit. Like, fuck out of here, man. Just, I'm stressed out over that shit. Um, hit detection is definitely shitty at times. That's a that's a con of mine, yeah. Um, I don't like the hit detection sometimes. I feel like I, I I shoot a guy, but because there's like a like a weird like delay or something, I, I don't know, man. I, some of those kills, I'd be like, man, I, and it's like you can go through enemies in this game. It's like not like you, like... When y'all touch, y'all bump each other. So it's like, sometimes you'll try to go in for a sword lunge and you'll walk through the fucking guy. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, no forge at release really hurts the multiplayer aspect of the game. That is a con. That is a con. That is a con. That is a con. That is a con, dog. It should have been there on release, dog. I'm one of those people that... I want the game to be complete. So I had no problem waiting another six months. I had a, no problem waiting another six, seven months for y'all to figure out what the fuck y'all can do with the Ford shit. Because my thing is we already gave you a year to fix the fucking game because it was supposed to come out the end of 2020. What the fuck did y'all do with that year? I, I see what y'all did with that year. Y'all definitely fixed a lot of issues that me and other people had. But come on, dog. Ford should have been there at release. 
because it hurts custom games, which is another kind of my custom games were broken on release. And then right now they're just bare bones. Like you kind of have to make your own fun with the six, seven maps that you have at your disposal. That's not cool, dog. That's not cool, man. Custom games is what keeps Halo alive. All right. And while me and my friends, you know, in the discord, um, we enjoy playing Halo custom games. I feel like it just don't have a lot to offer me, man. And it just, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Get it together. Three, four, three. Um, and I think that's my last con, dog. I think that's it. Um, I already gave you my rating. I think multiplayer carries the, uh, not multiplayer campaign carried the store. The store. Uh, ah, fuck! I can't even talk, man. It carried the score very well. Um, I'm gonna stick on it. Uh, a nine out of ten. Um, just because the campaign was that good. Um, I had fun with the campaign. The multiplayer is not bad. It's just as of right now. It's bare bones, dog. It's, it's super. It's not there yet. In eight months, I believe multiplayer will be better than Halo Reach's multiplayer. I feel like in eight months, we'll be there. Right now, on release, no, it was not. Um, but I cannot deny that I'm having so much fun with the game. I cannot deny the fun. I'm having fun. Like me and Eni said, I'm having fun. But the problem still persists that there's a lot of shady fucking practices being done with this game that I don't appreciate and I know other players don't appreciate. But that's my score. I'm going to sit on it. 9 out of 10. I'm having a lot of fun. I, I keep logging in at, at least once a week. So I guess they're doing something right. I mean, right? Am I right? Am I wrong? Um, yeah. So that's my last review. That's the last game. I didn't play games like... It takes two yet. Um, I'm planning on streaming that soon. Um, there's a lot of games that I missed this year that I'll talk about, you know, on a later podcast. Um, but damn, I didn't know we were going to run this shit for an hour, almost two hours. You know what I mean? Um, I had a lot of shit to talk about. Um, I hope y'all appreciate this. I hope y'all like my little reviews. I hope it was helpful um, to you guys to kind of decide on games that you guys didn't play yet, um, if you're going to buy them or not. Um, I'm not the law. Um, do what the fuck you want to do. Um, at the end of the day, um, buy it if you want. Don't buy it if you want. It's, you're not hurting my feelings. This is my opinion on these games. Um, and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it. Um, and that's it. That's all I got for you guys today. So we're going to end this on a um, positive note. Um, this year we got a lot of grinding to do. Uh, me and all of my streamer friends. I'm not going to give a bunch of shout-outs. Y'all already know who the fuck y'all are. We got a lot of work to do building our brands. Um, I see the podcast going very far this year. I see my streaming going very far this year. Go follow me at twitch.tv slash blazexinferno. I stream four to five days a week. My streams are lit. We have a lot of fun. My chat's very active. Um, just come through. Vibe, man. Give me a follow. Subscribe for some emotes, some ad-free viewing, all that shit. Um, yeah, man. I, I think 2022, we're going to take over, man. We're going to take over the Infernal Gaming Podcast. Everybody in the Discord, we taking over our brands. We building them. Um, and we just going to keep on striving, man. My PC comes in a week, so I'm super excited about that. I finally get to play um, 
all the PC games that y'all apparently talk about are so fucking good. You know what I mean? So um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but this has been your boy, Blaze Dex Inferno. We out. Thank you for tuning in to episode 24 of the Inferno Gaming Podcast. I'll see you guys in two more weeks. I have E-Night Rambo with me, and we're going to talk about the PlayStation VR and all that shit. Um, if you made it this far in the podcast, I appreciate you. Make sure you check out the links down below. My co-host links are there. So make sure you check out my boy Rambo. Check out my boy E-Night. Um, and I'll see you guys in two weeks. Or I'll see you on Twitch. Gang, 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 gang. Peace out, y'all. Love y'all. Goodbye. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I got to do that on every episode now, apparently. Get the fuck out, man. <laughs>